0: Hey, it's Taylor, and welcome to our third episode of Beyond Basketball, where we are talking about money. And in this one what I want to do is share a personal finance system that I discovered way too late in life I wish I had applied this when I was a kid This is one of the most powerful financial tools for growing your wealth over time that I believe everybody should implement Immediately no matter what level of income you're at right now Even if it's only a few hundred bucks a month that you put into this it can really accumulate over time and it's so simple so I wanna share this with you now, and remember, if you're into this Beyond Basketball material, at the link in the description, we have a free gift for you that I'll explain more about at the end of this clip. So stay tuned and enjoy. Do you remember the first piece of advice I gave you when, when you guys started making money? Like
1: the profit first advice? Or- yes.
0: So I told this to Mason and I was like, and it's hilarious because, like, I knew I should do this since before I started making money. Did. Yeah, I, it was like, no, 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 I didn't at first. So, like, so before I started making money, I was reading all of these books on investing and finance. And, and I was like, okay, as soon as I start making money, I'm going to, like, exercise this system and put this aside for this, this aside for this, this aside for this, and grow that over time. And then as soon as I started making money, I was like, well... That Beamer looks pretty good. <laughs> like, but there's all this money. It's gonna just come in forever, right? It's gonna grow. It. So, it took ages for me to actually start doing this, and like I said, it, that was a big mistake. So, please, God, just implement this. No matter how much money is coming in, thank thank you for doing this. I, I hope you did. I listened few months after you told me that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, So there's this system. I mean, we, we won't get into the intricacies of it because it's set up for businesses in particular, but there's a book called Profit First, which is a really, really simple system. Basically, you set up separate bank accounts for each of the things that you need to allocate money for. So in my business, for example, there's an income account which is linked with our like online merchant account. Basically, that's where the money flows into. And then once a week on Fridays, I will allocate a percentage of the income that's come in into each one of the sub-accounts. So there's an account for our advertising. I know exactly what percentage of our income I'm gonna spend on advertising. It goes into this account. There's an, inca- there's an account for, um, there's an account for profit, which is profit that I'm taking out of the business myself there's an account for giving we donate a ton of money that like we never talk about but it just goes into that account and i donate that i never touch that money otherwise like if our income goes to zero and the other accounts are accounts are depleted and we have bills to pay i'm and and let's say there's a, a few grand or something in the giving account i don't touch the giving account cuz it's for giving <laughs> That's the whole point of this. It has to be set in stone. It's like I don't mess with these, no matter what. So, so there's, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share specifics on how to set this up. First of all, uh, I, I'm just giving like a, a picture of how it's done. So the reason all of this is done this way with separate accounts <coughs> for everything is so that we don't get in the way. If I had been doing this on spreadsheets and just saying like, yeah, it'll Like, I'll I'll calculate this myself, and this will go towards this, and this will go towards this, but I don't need all these accounts. Um, (laughs) Eventually, human psychology kicks in. You're like, well, I kind of need this for this at this point, and this for this. And and that was my excuse early on in my business life. I was like, well, we just need one account, and then I'll, I'll know what to do with it. Like, put it here, put it there, whatever. Having the separate accounts makes all the difference in the world. You, you get your human psychology out of the way and just uh, go by the actual facts, the numbers. So the basic setup to begin with for all of you guys that I recommend um, is a very, very simple one. There are, I, I would recommend anyway, four accounts. Okay, So four separate bank accounts. Not four separate banks, just four separate accounts.
1: Would that work if it was like, cause I have like a JP Morgan account, but you do like those separate accounts yeah. within that account? Is that what you mean? Or is it like Social actually is that four true? separate yeah. accounts? Yeah, you get your Chase account and then you have like five bank accounts inside of your one login. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: one login, one login, multiple accounts within the login. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this way you can make these transfers easy. It's just clicking buttons. You transfer them over. Um, The starting point that I recommend for everybody is you have like living expenses and essentially that's income, but that's money that you live off of, right? So the first one is living expenses, income. Once a week or once every two weeks or once a month, depending on your needs, Uh, but on a consistent basis, like it's on the schedule. I do this every single Friday, no matter what. Um, So it has to be done consistently. You take 10% of what's come in during that time period and you put that immediately into savings. And that's money that you're basically not touching. And the goal with that is that you're getting to roughly one year of personal expenses saved up so that if shit hits the fan, you can live off those savings for a year. It's like you're, you're cash in a vault and you don't touch it. And the profit first guys actually, like they recommend setting up a separate bank account at a different bank altogether that's locked that you can't touch and transferring it into that account so that you can't get access to it if you want it at some point. Because again, human psychology kicks in. So that's another option. You, you want to get yourself out of the way and foolproof it because like we're all animals with survival needs at the end of the day, and um, we can screw this up for ourselves super easy. Um, so I'm assuming this is not, this is like straight cash savings, not like a low, or a, a low risk fund. Exactly, so um, <coughs> account number one is savings, account number two is investing. So this is money that you're investing and uh, we won't get into that. Go talk to Mason or or someone who does investing stuff. I'm not the one to talk to. Um, but that's 10% of your, of your income that goes into an investment. Like I've primarily put that into real estate myself because my family has been in real estate and it's easy. Um, and I, I just understand it, I guess. But um, my best advice, honestly, is to invest in things that you at least somewhat understand. Yeah, like at least somewhat understand, not just into the latest speculation, but something super reliable. If you're not inclined towards thinking about investing, which I'm not, then invest it into things that you don't need to think about. I don't really need to think too much about uh, real estate. People just manage it. And you know, Crypto, you're probably going to be logging in every single day checking that shit. I mean, if you're interested, go for it. If you're fascinated by crypto, like go for it. Um, if you're not so fascinated and you want to spend your time thinking about other things, then probably put it into uh, something you don't need to think about. So, like, uh, what would you recommend? Like, I do a, just a no-brainer. Yeah, basically, yeah. it's
1: like five different things. You can look it up. It's just online. Um, that historically. No matter what happens even like right now it's really bad they at least increase a tiny bit um, like gold hedges against the other thing so like it's just very safe and it grows with inflation essentially so it's called all weather all weather so like no matter what the weather is it's gonna be safe yeah what's the yield percentage yearly? it depends like obviously during the last two years it was really good it was like 10 percent a year which is unusual this year it's down like half a percent which is Really good. Compared to everyone else, was down like forty percent. So yeah, still, but yeah, it's exactly. Still, SP500. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So you just one thing, Simon. Um, so you basically want to put in, put it into something reliable that you don't need to think about that historically makes good returns, so that compound interest and exponential growth can take hold. Um, how would you explain like? compounding compounding in that case
1: the same analogy i would say i mean yeah, it just grows with time yeah
0: Yeah, so if if you fund it with uh i don't know you put a grand in let's say this year put a thousand dollars in and you earn ten percent on that the magic in it is that it's uh, it grows by ten percent, and then that ten percent is calculated on that new amount, right? So uh, everybody's probably heard this in school, or so. I just want to make sure we're super clear because it really, over time, it takes off, and that's why this is so effective. Uh, we've got two. Go uh, what are your
1: thoughts on retirement funds like Roth IRAs and stuff like
0: that? That's talk to Mason. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think about that stuff at all.
1: <laughs> I'm not, I'm really good at the building of the business, not going to lie, but if you guys like one of the like, money making skills and stuff, I have a lot of resources I can give you guys, um, as well as like the Ocean Project, I raised a lot of money and stuff, we sell courses and stuff on how to raise money and get the funds, I can just give you guys all that stuff if you want, so just hit me up after this retreat, and mm-hmm. I'll just send it over to you guys and whatnot, so, yeah. All right. uh, Simon. Uh, this is particularly
0: about the real estate, are you investing in like, funds? How do you actually, it's, it's, just, property. it's a big amount of um, money to spend at once, so you're putting it into an account to eventually
1: pay for a property, or how is that work, particularly for this?
0: Particular? Well, I, I bought my house really early, and the way that people typically do rental properties is they'll buy one property, that property will ideally in the right market appreciate in value, and then you borrow against the new value to put a down payment on another property, and all the while you're renting it out and getting, uh, basically paying the mortgage through the renter income. And so they're all appreciating at the same time, you take out another loan against the property to buy another one, and so on and so forth. Um, I grew up around that, it, it just like makes sense in my mind. So it was the first thing I went to when I wasn't buying Beamers and partying.
1: <laughs> I have that yeah my family is also into that, I guess what I mean like the question is like obviously you're not buying new property every week. You're putting the money
0: into an account to lay Your investing buy. account, yeah. Okay. Your investing the, account.
1: The money that you're putting it into it's, it's all it's almost like a saving account. It doesn't go up
0: through different investments. Uh yeah, I, I mean, it depends on the investment vehicle that you're putting it into. If, it, if it's something like an all-weather portfolio, you're, uh, you're just like depositing it into that account. It's super so yeah, get out like, of yeah, into real estate if you want. Yeah, it would go like straight into that. If it, in the case of real estate, it's accumulating for a little bit. Um, yeah, the, it, it, it all depends on the investment. If you're doing crypto, like you'd, you'd just spend it right on crypto. Good. um where were we so we have living expenses slash income this is where the money comes in make sure that when you're calculating your percentages you're calculating your percentages based on the money that's come in since you last calculated the percentages that's the key because otherwise there's money growing in that account ideally you're not spending it down to zero by the time you get it so if there's money left over let's say you've got a hundred bucks left over and then 700 comes in or 900 comes in now you've got a thousand you're calculating on the 900 not the thousand so you could in theory if you wanted to if it's simpler you could have an account for just income then living expenses saving investing and the last one that we're about to talk about Uh, it's the second, or in the example I just gave, if you want to do it that way, it's the third account. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes,
1: yeah, so you got, sorry, just, sorry, go yeah, Sorry. you got income, this is the main one where your income comes, and then you got living expenses, savings, and then you got the investing.
0: Yeah, and I, I, only, say, I only said living expenses slash income because I just do that in one account and I calculate based on the income that's come in. Since I last did the calculation and and the um, distributions.
1: And it's 10% into the
0: savings? So that's the starting point. Uh, The starting point that I recommend is 10% 10 into savings, 10% into uh, investing. And again, if you're that might just go straight into a portfolio or whatever, might accumulate if there's a larger investment you want to make. The last one is 10% into giving. And my advice is not to skip that one. It's really not to skip That's that one. So powerful. It's, it's powerful in such a weird way. I, I can't give you, well, we, we can get into like, well, we won't, I should say, get into like karma and esoteria here. All you need to know is that the more you give, uh, the more you get back. For real, for real. When I was going through real difficulty financially and like we were struggling for air um, with the event with my business partner and kicking him out and we're like suddenly we're operating at losses every month and and, uh, well, that was all happening and it was super, super stressful. Like all this survival pressure is crushing in on me. I was actually donating to this woman who was really sick at the time um, and donate, like funding a lot of her healing. I didn't have money to do that with. I was just like, I don't know how to not help this person. She really needs help. So I was giving it to her. And um, at every turn along the way, during that period of months where we were like hemorrhaging cash and it was like all hands on deck, and I was still giving money away at every turn when I needed help, help arrived. And for me, like the more I give away, the more comes back, it's a boomerang. And uh, I'm not saying give money away because it's morally or ethically the right thing to do and you should because it's good or anything like that. I'm saying it actually benefits you in every aspect of your life to do it, so don't skip it. Um, 10% into giving and then the, the last thing I'll say is that these percentages are starting points you can adjust them as needed um, if you're making like millions of dollars a year uh, I mean you you probably don't need to live off of millions of dollars a year so maybe you can go as high as like 50% into investing or 50% into savings or whatever you're trying to optimize for, uh, you can really crank up the volume on those and that's how wealth is created. When 50% of a few million a year is going into a, a reliable investment and compounding over time, it really starts to accumulate fast. So do you see how all these pieces kind of work together now? Like money is not this grand purpose of life that we organize ourselves around as though it's this uh, real thing that we have to hoard for ourselves. Money is numbers on a scoreboard that we can play with. And you can do way more with it than you think. You can make it in way more ways than you think. And the key to doing that is to become as valuable, as skilled, and as unique As possible and not only that but to invest not only your time but your attention your your energy into the most valuable things so that those things exp or rather grow exponentially and to do that over a long period of time and at every step of the way you Uh, Continue distributing your money into that system, whether it's 10% or 15% or 50%, um, your income gets distributed once a week, once a month, and, and you do this literally for the rest of your life. Hey, it's Taylor. If you enjoy this type of beyond basketball material, then I'd like to share something with you. So for the last few months, I've been writing a daily email newsletter for a small group of our deep game students who are interested in applying these principles beyond basketball to life as a whole. So we discuss things like finding your path in life, your purpose, even uh, advanced meditation and spiritual practice, love and relationships, building modern businesses, and generally speaking, the path to self-mastery. And so. If you'd like to join that email list, then there's a link in the description or you can head over to taylorallen.me and you'll be able to sign up for that list. And not only that, but when you sign up, I'll give you a 90-minute talk from our deep game retreat last summer where I shared for the first time ever the ninth law of the deep game. This is some of my favorite material that I've ever released. And if you like this type of talk, then you're really, really gonna love what you see in these daily emails and of course in the ninth law session. So head over to the link in the description and I will see you over there.